Kanye West. Oh shit, that's where we started. Kanye West. Kanye West. That guy's lost his marbles. <laughs> I like he, he. Yeah, it's not a mental illness. It's for sure not. It's he is just a blatant racist. It, yeah, it's there, there's got to be. I think. I mean, it's you can be a, a blatant racist and keep it off of major news, but I guess you're Kanye West. But at the same time, I, like, there's got to be some mental illness there too, right? Like, uh, I think he was. He, he he keeps going on about like they're trying to drug me and put me away and blah blah blah. It's got to be yeah. Mental well, I think illness he, I think he's bipolar. With, yeah, and, and a huge fucking racist. And a huge racist. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't think or anti. I don't think being bipolar leads you to be a racist. I think it's just. Uh, I think it's anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic is is being Jewish. A, it's one of those that's kind of tied together it's like tied with everything right that yeah we'll go with anti-semitic he's a big piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah you know you're a big piece of shit when alex jones is questioning what you're saying yeah the alex jones jones interview is pretty ridiculous this is alex jones is a guy anybody who doesn't know who is who owes like 1.4 billion dollars to Sandy Hook it's the, yeah, survivors? It's like Sandy Hook's he, like family. He he like pretty much said it was fake and it was a government inside job and yeah. the, the kids were all paid actors and like what a, that's another big fucking piece of shit. Oh yeah, he's he's a huge piece of shit and what? he had Kanye West, the current piece of shit, king of the pieces <laughs> the, of shit, the, the, the current uh, shit pile on, of the yeah news on his like cycle. Infowars like news broadcast thing yeah. and uh, pretty much Kanye was just ripping on. Jewish people like in pretty pretty hard and Alex Jones of all people this is a guy who denied Sandy Hook for years was like I don't know Kanye you want to cool it for a second there bud <laughs> yeah he's like well let's just get it straight it's not all Jewish people <laughs> and it's like whoa if Alex Jones is saying that you know it's pretty rough Yo. uh let's not talk about Kanye West anymore we don't yeah Mm-mm. let's how talk that, about how is that guy still doing stuff Kanye? Alex Jones no, I like Alex Jones. I don't understand how he still has a platform. Uh, I guess it's to pay off his one point four billion dollars of well, he, new debt. So he's a really big conspiracy theorist. Yes, and he's had some stuff in the past that were sort of true that came out. Mm. But he's one of those guys that like he's like fifty percent. Half the stuff he says is absolute bullshit. Half the stuff is like, oh my god, he was actually right about this. Yeah. yeah. But the stuff he talks about is so polarizing I- and like. I more mean like after all of that, after the, the, Sandy, the Hook? Sandy Hook, like the the win for the families, mm. how is he still allowed to have a whatever? That's not. Yeah, he has stuff in knows? corporations and no clue. it's yeah, it's really messy and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's all defamation cool. stuff too, so it's not like illegal. The, it's just right. like well, it's, well, it's illegal, but, but it's not, not like it's he's not going to jail. Criminal. It's yeah, yeah, it's, he, uh, he can't civil. Be, yeah, it's all he just owes them a lot of money. Like those right. families had death threats. They had people showing up at their like house. Um, it, it was like criminal, and this is inciting some kind of something. Well, that's right? the thing, like, right? Like, oh, well. it, anyways, we're not lawyers. We're not <laughs> the ramblings of two madmen in a room. I suppose. <laughs> I, don't I guess so. Two, okay, on to the World Cup. Booth. Okay. Yes, back to the World Cup. All right, so Canada. Uh, my, in my, in my, you know, in the in the previous episode, I said that you know I, I really liking our odds. We had a good team and. Yeah, it didn't end up so well. Now looking back, a week went by and they're already out. They we didn't get a point. They got really, one and a half goals. Yeah, we had a really, really cool 68 seconds. That 68 seconds really in the Croatia game was amazing. Seconds. It had me jumping around my 
place. I was I was going nuts. I like I called one of my buddies up. I was like doing the Cristiano Ronaldo celebrations. <laughs> I was loving it. Huh. Um, and then like the rest of the game was just hard to watch. But uh, you know, overall, to recap the team, I mean, we have a lot of bright sides. You know, uh, Alfonso Davies obviously is is just a, a, an amazing player. He missed that penalty shot, but. You know, so did Messi, and so did Lewandowski. These are, you know, some of the. It's not easy shots to take, I and mean, when they get in your mental, like, yeah, it's just I don't know. Did Lewandowski miss his penalty shot now? Now I can't even remember. Anyways, you know, it, it happens. It's on the biggest stage. There's four billion people practically watching you. I mean, I get it. I don't want to be the guy taking that shot. And That's obvious, half the world now. <clears throat> half the world over is watching billion. this. Oh yeah, this is the most insane sport not even sporting event just event in general this yeah. is like the one time the whole world is, yeah. is watching if you guys want to if you want to see a really cool documentary watch the one on netflix about uh, uh the fifa, the FIFA uh, corruption i have to watch that stuff. um it's kind of boring it's pretty much the same thing over and over for four episodes but it's pretty interesting as well because the level of corruption in fifa is so ridiculous it goes to the national level like there was the president of uh of france making deals with people from qatar so absurd. over like buying jet planes the size of like the <clears throat> influence of fifa of the world cup it, of soccer on a global stage huge. football on a global stage is absurd when you look at like the kardashians or pick a pick a random celeb and then you go look at like messi on instagram oh yeah you like you compare the numbers it's just catastrophic though yeah, yeah and, and so like crazy. but the the thing about fifa that's crazy is that they're they're like the world's biggest mafia yeah and yeah, yeah. they have so much power they have more power than most countries in the world which is crazy like like it's qatar so a, a country yeah, with two million with, people what influ- what secret hosted the world influence cup? do they have they what what secret back alley influence do they use that Watch the watch the or, oh yeah it's spoilers. a lot pretty much putting money in their pockets just like for money oh well I mean it, it's, it's practically better, money and I, guess I mean in Seth Blatter's case the argument is that he's also like a a huge uh not like sociopath what's what's the word when you're addicted with yourself about narcissist yourself? narcissist he's just a giant narcissist and he thinks he's practically God yeah well. uh, and he would like go around places doing these like he did a lot of good for soccer. Right. He, he did a lot of good but it was all corrupt as well so right. it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. uh there's pros and cons but but with canada's team i mean we had some people show up i mean uh, there was people that there was a few players that were just a step behind atiba hutchinson 39 years old oldest player in the tournament i was it oldest player in history of the world cup uh, seriously I don't know, oh yeah yeah he was the oldest player in the tournament he's our captain and th- the game uh against croatia i mean he looked a step behind every single pretty much attacking play started through him in the midfield there and he was just he was just slow and and what do you expect man the guy's 39 and he's playing a soccer game every four days or whatever it was it's it's too much uh our our goalie Borjan looked a little bit behind as well he was amazing crucial for us to make it uh past the uh the the, you know just to qualify for the world cup but he he was always a step behind he let in some poor goals and he's older too you know it's a shame i don't want to shit on any of these players but uh there was just a few lacking, you know, Jonathan David, one of the best strikers in the world. I, I said it last last episode. He had so much going for him. One of the best strikers in France by far, almost a goal a game player. And he just he didn't show up this World Cup. He didn't score. He didn't really create any chances. He looked nervous. Um, 
and you know rightfully so you have four billion people looking at you it's, it's the biggest stage he's ever played on by far it's the big, biggest stage any of those players even Messi, has played on like right. every time like th th this is the biggest stage yeah and uh and, and you know what it's it's fine like it, it happens um i think they're gonna bounce back i think they have a lot to learn um their team's young well minus those old players i was yeah but they're probably about. done anyways what do you mean like the old guys yeah they're not oh they're done in, no no, they're, no yeah, they're, they're gone like yeah the retirement round, yeah our so. center back is right. is gone as well like there's a, a, a few guys and we had a really good uh, center midfielder, Kone. He's coming up. He's 20 years old, and he's yeah, see, this is phenomenal. The, so I think, you know, we have a few guys here that, fresh. you know, they'll be in their mid-20s by yeah. the time the next World Cup comes, and it's going to be in Canada. They'll yeah. be at home. I think there's going to be a lot of pride there. So I, I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, this World Cup, it's a little disappointing because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, at least we scored this time. I mean, <laughs> that's a loser mentality. That's not a good way to think. You want to put points on the board. You don't want to, you know, yeah. scoring a goal is great, but that's the whole point. You're playing soccer. Very participation trophy. Exactly. You need to score. Like, come on. <laughs> if that's your win, then Go what? Team. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's wrong. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, proud of the team. I'm still, you know, wearing the hat. I'm going to be wearing this hat until I need to buy a new hat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, love, I love the team. And uh, hopefully next time it's a little better. Yeah. Well. We got four years. We got four years. The World Cup's still very exciting. I'm still, you know, Germany just got eliminated. Uh, I think today, who was it? Uh, Uruguay got eliminated. Who's who's he, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? I should say now. Yeah, to win. Spain's looking pretty good. They just lost, but last episode we heard them. Yeah, absolutely crush crush Costa Rica. Um, they're looking pretty good. They, I, I don't. I don't know. It's really hard to say. It's a, it's a World Cup. I, Argentina, I'm never betting against Messi. I yeah, love him. He's my favorite player. So, you know, him, Brazil looks good. Like, there's a there's a few teams that look good, and you never know. Mm -hmm. uh, World Cups is rarely there's an upset. Like, right. one of the teams that wins, you're like, oh, yeah, they could have like, won. Could've, yeah, yeah it's like that. Yeah, it's like they're one of the top teams. So, I'm assuming that's going to happen. England has a really good team. Like, right. I'm assuming it's going to be one of the big dogs. But uh, Portugal has a really good team. But, you know, it's going to be exciting. So, I'll definitely be watching around. Interesting. Yeah. But in other news, I think winter is coming. Yeah. Or it's already come. Yeah. Winter has come. Winter is here. Winter has come. Yeah. Winter has come. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the real estate market, in, in most, in the economy in general, I think it's yeah. maybe the recession I has think, come as a better. I, I think the people don't want to like just even think about it at this point anymore. Like, I think uh, we saw a stat recently. I think we bottomed on the, this particular stat, at least. But the um, the Google search trends, even, for real yeah, estate is yeah, at, yeah. like, a 10-year low. Mm -hmm. uh, or hit a 10-year low and has made a very, very slight uptick. But just even the fact that, like, nobody's even looking at, at real estate right now or, like, no. thinking about it or talking about it. It's gone from, you know, over the past two years, everyone and their mother is an investor, speculator. Yeah, everyone number go up. I buy this number go up. I'm going to be rich. Yeah. And then everyone jumped in. And now like, so the tide has come out so fast and nobody is interested at all. Everyone's it's not nobody, not nobody. The, the smart people are starting to, I would say, take a take notice of where the market's at and kind of at least make a conscious effort to pay attention to what's happening. Um, but most people are certainly still just 
full holiday mode at the same time as there's like zero inventory. This happens every year, but it's just so much lighter, I feel like, this year. Like well, on, it usually happens, what, December 15th? Yeah, like it, heading into heading into starts? December. I usually get like a December <laughs> deal somewhere that pops up yeah. kind of as a surprise deal. I don't have any hope of, of that happening this year. Maybe. I've got you know, well, I've, I've been a in couple a, that we're yeah, working there's been on. A couple, but, there's been a couple that are, and they'll still pop up, but it, it's just really, really That's, I mean, the, the benefit of this, the timing of, of this kind of a market is the people that do list, and this is kind of more always in December, but even more so this year, the people that do list are the ones that have to list. Yeah, um, and very few buyers are still looking. Well, it's people who are, you know, kind of either divorced, divorced moving out divorced, of the city, uh, power uh, of sales, can't afford it anymore, estate yeah. sales, all the, all the, all of that's just like, let's just throw it up and we'll figure it out. Um, those people don't. I guess there's there's a little bit more desperation and with less buyers involved. There's, yeah, there's usually a better deal to be had December than going into like January once people start to like your new year's resolutions and jump back in they talk to family about real estate over the course of the, the holidays and they come back into uh into january january is usually that's where last year everything went nuts Big yeah the last up. few years like since like every 17 has yeah. been a good like pump on the way up coming from again low super low inventory but the buyers all step back in at every, one time everybody's right? stepping back and then it, it's kind of like knows. a wave you know it, it's it goes in and then it crashes in in january yeah. every year and everybody gets excited but right now every, everybody, everybody you talk to even you know even our clients who are typically always actively looking yeah. and and you know right now there's not maybe six or seven deals that we're showing them at a time it's maybe one or two but even even them that you know some of my clients have hinted you know hey maybe we'll wait until january and i go okay yeah but yeah, exactly so is everybody else yeah. so yeah there might be more listings to look at but there's gonna be way more buyers today yeah. today I, I i went on a showing saw a couple properties and they're both you know fairly nice uh yeah. very workable deals um and i called one of the agents he's one of the top agents in, in our neighborhood we've done uh, many deals with him in the past and uh, so he's very well respected and uh we, we had a conversation about you know what's going on in the market and uh he he brought up you know he goes, there's not a lot of inventory. It's it's so low. The in inventory is crazy low that, you know, kind of like, well, this is what you got. Yeah. And my my response was, well, there's also nobody looking to buy. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, it, it, you know, which side do you want to lean more towards? Is it the low inventory or is it that literally no one's walking through your door to check out your, your listing? There's always opportunities. And I think yeah. it, it is, it's a good time to be ready. I think that's yeah, pay attention to like the, the searching for a property will take you no time these days compared to in a high volume market. Cause yeah. there's just not a lot of new stuff coming. Yeah. And most new stuff is still kind of junk, but there's, you, if you stop looking, that's when the little diamond shows up and nobody else is, or not enough people are interested. So you could have a shot, but yeah. if you're not paying attention, you're not going to see it. Uh, and this is where I think a lot of those, like the December great deal shows up or comes from. Uh, and a lot of the time, it's going to be the person that's kind of their hand is forced. So who knows? We'll see. Don't don't stop paying attention. If the numbers work, the numbers work, yeah. right? That's been I've been far more excited about real estate in twenty twenty in the bottom bottom half or like let's say this bottom quarter of twenty twenty two than I was throughout twenty twenty one and especially in the earlier part of twenty twenty one. Rates fine. Rates are rates were low, which makes numbers work a little yeah. bit. But our rents were down. Our prices were sky high. That ratio as, a, as an investor, someone who wants rental properties, 
doesn't make a ton of sense. I'm going to pay so much higher than than what I've been paying. I'm going to get renting for so much less. Well, the the biggest the issue saving grace was the the interest rates, which surprise that's that switch is flipped. But the other two things have now switched as well. The rent the rents have gone through the roof, which are plateauing, which they should because they move way too quickly. Yeah, um, and the prices have kind of dropped. Well, well, they went through the roof, but they're they're equivalent to what they were at a few years ago. High, higher now, high, higher now, but they they like they only plateaued slightly higher. Right? Yeah, it was a it, massive it, correction from like the bottom. If but you really go just four four a years bit in the past, three four years in the past, just right pre-COVID, it looks basically. like it, they were on pace of the same. Like like yeah. So so yeah, three yeah. four years ago dropped significantly, jumped significantly, yeah. and now we're back up at you know roughly where yeah. we were before. The small the small units, I, I feel it's a balance I guess over the units, like the four bed uppers, like the main and upper. I still don't think they're where they were before. Or like kind of coming close to like I'm thinking like 3200 at the 671 house that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're almost there now. Like I don't yeah, think I you think can like I you can get there. that basically now. But like the one bed basements have just like yeah so yeah beyond. those used to be what like 13 14 yeah, and, and now they're like 15, 15 16, 16 for a basement yeah uh, any one bed and I think that comes out of like just how quickly the condos rocketed back up and that just like trickle down from the condo stuff. Well, th- um, this is the first time in recent history that we have seen the need for um, for raising rents every year. Because yeah. in the last year, the the financial burden put on landlords was so huge that most of them are now paying so much more than they were even yeah. a year ago per month on their mortgage uh, that they can't afford the property. So what happens in that scenario is that they're forced to sell. Uh, and now we're getting rid of housing supply because units are going to come off the market because the end user is going to buy it because yeah. now it doesn't make sense to be an investor in a lot of these scenarios because what you're going to buy the property and then take a huge loss every month yeah. unless you have a lot of money sitting there or you're buying cash or you know putting a huge down payment which again have a lot of money sitting there yeah. it's really and hard to do that, that is that the best use of your capital right just to, to I, make it, cash it, flow it all depends chucking in it, it all cash. depends on your scenario but yeah. exactly if you're if you're trying to do you know the burr strategy or or you know high, highly leverage yourself which most investors are trying to do you know borrow as much as they can at the lowest rate they can and make the highest returns they can um in general, it's very hard to do. It's always been hard to do. And, and it's yeah. in Toronto, you ask anybody else. You ask anybody from, you know, a, there's a lot of a lot of realtors in, in southern Ontario. And all all the ones out of Toronto preach that Toronto is just not doable. It doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't Toronto's work impossible. in Toronto. It doesn't. It's impossible. You can't break even. You can't cash flow. There's no good deals. It's just not true. It's just, you know. It, it comes from just not understanding the market, right? I think uh, I, I, well, I was in that boat originally. I, I did a lot of the outskirts of the GTA or even further deals before kind of coming into the city and looking at stuff. I did like a big unit, you know, a big like eightplex kind of thing, apartment building stuff and a lot more flip stuff back then. Uh, but when you just look at like you, if you work on a lot of those deals outside, you don't realize how much different the rents are. Uh, and a oh, lot yeah. of people, like, if your model is a single family, I don't think too many people's model is single family across the board in Ontario anymore. Unless let's, you're getting a condo. Yeah, but let's let's say your model is like a, a duplex. Um, you just kind of assume everything is going to be a duplex. Well, maybe you have to look a little bit deeper and go into three units. Maybe you've got to look and in, go into four units. Or maybe you have to itemize things like parking and laundry and you gotta maybe get a little bit more creative and expect lower likely 
from a cash flow perspective. Um, but it is still very possible, especially these days, to see, I would say, best case four digit, like low four digits is super best, like diamond, amazing deal. Um, in positive cash flow. In positive yeah. cash flow, yeah, even with current rates. Uh, and, and that's, that's with, you know, property taxes, um, uh, utilities, utilities all, all the stuff like rates. that, mortgage, interest, uh, principal, all that, yeah, yeah. all paid off. So uh, it's actually more, when we talk about cash flows, it's really kind of the cash in your pocket, but you're also paying down your principal, which is also going towards you. So the value that you're getting is actually much higher. But the, the overall yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, and now's now's a pretty good time to negotiate. It's one of the first times in the last three, four years it's that been so nice um, working oh, yeah. on the buyer side, not having here's my here's my offer. Okay, call me back or not, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. is it is it the highest one or is it the top three at least? Am I going to get a conversation or are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to get an email in an hour saying, "All right, we've decided to work with somebody else, else or whatever." Yeah. Right. Now you actually have a conversation. You get to know the other agent. It's a back and forth. Yeah, the agent's trying to sell the property yeah, now. Like They're... they have to work to sell the property, exactly. not just list it and list it and go. I had um, I had one recently that was like a good example of this. And this was still, again, this was back, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago. But there was like five offers on this place. It was still a good enough deal that like it drew the attention that there was in the market, like the buyers that were interested. Day two, there was like five offers, no offer date. This is a great price. I talked to this agent a lot. We had a couple of good conversations. And then he says, hey, I I think you should come present your offer in person. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, haven't done one of those since pre-COVID, right? Uh, is anyone else coming to present in person? I don't know, but I think you should come present in person. And at that point, you're like, okay, I, this we have a good rapport. This guy seems like he's coaching me on how to like succeed in this offer, right? I think I'm going to go present in person, right? You don't get that. That didn't exist. Not no, you know, no, no. COVID aside, that didn't exist in the market of February, right? That oh, just wasn't I, I remember right before COVID going into an in-person offer date and there was 10 other people there. And I'm literally standing outside yeah. front of the house and in a lineup like, of Why agents. am I here in person? <laughs> you know, you yeah. just take this offer. Yeah, it, it so many people. And it's, it's very different these days. Uh, yeah. I was just in an offer now. Uh, again, prices now, you know, I, I never like to look at purchase price, uh, list prices. I, I tell all my clients, you know, never look at the list price. It doesn't mean shit. That's it, the it's, biggest thing people need to get through their head. It, it's That was one of the first yeah. things I learned from another agent, like when I was not an agent yet. Uh, but it was just, list price is irrelevant. Yeah, like doesn't matter. List price does not mean dick. Yeah. It could be a dollar. It could be two million dollars, and the house could be a million bucks market value, regardless. Yeah, people. Every there's so many different agents. Some people. Sorry, I just tangent and cut you off. Full Burt Kreischer. Uh, there's so many different agents. Everyone, there's so many different sellers. Everyone's emotional state is in a different place. Everyone's experience is in a different place. Everyone has a different path towards getting to success and selling their house. Uh, some people list it low and expect multiple. Some people list it for an absurd number and are okay with nobody showing up to their house. And then they get the one guy who's willing to overpay. It you, It's all just a conversation. If you like the house, see it. Work your numbers backwards. Yeah. And there's your offer. If it doesn't work, okay. But exactly. Move on. Go sorry, to the go, go to the next. No, no, no. Go to the next property. That's what I mean. It's it's yeah. It's one of those. I mean, uh, uh, it's always good to do your research. Now, you, you know, it, it's with, within reason too. I mean, if a property is listed for one point four and it should be worth one, yeah. maybe you don't want to look into it because there's probably something that's just wrong there. 
uh, either expectation. That's where that's where it's our job to call the other realtor and say, yeah. "Hey, is this is your client is this legitimate, like, or yeah. are they, you know, are they flexible?" And and you'll you'll get you know you'll get a pretty good response of yeah, yeah there's room. This is just you know this is yeah. just the price this they wanted or good. yeah it makes them feel good. So I was actually just in an offer um, and the listing price was at you know X amount and. Uh, we, we did the market research. We looked into other properties in the area, mm-hmm. given that there's no demand right now. The demand's so low and that the property, you know, was it was it perfect? It was really good. It was a really good property in a nice area. And uh, the numbers made sense. So we thought, you know what? Let's go in. Let's go in well below asking at a price that we feel very confident with, with maybe a little bit of room to negotiate as well. Mm-hmm. Still well under asking. And let's just present to them and see what they say. You know, we had a really good uh, really good conversations with the listing agent. Again, another very, very good agent in this neighborhood. And uh, and things looked pretty well. Uh, it was one of those situations where the sellers had to sell. Right. So they're, you know, divorced. Um, this assets in both their names. They're trying to clean split. You know, let's get yeah. rid of the property. Let's list it for high. What That's maybe nice. it was worth, you know, uh, six to eight months ago. Right. Uh, and see if we can get that. That's probably what was in their head. Right. You know, we'll take, I'll take my 50%. You take your 50%. We'll move on. Boom. Done. But with offers coming in well below, they already reduced their price from what they were initially asking. So it's still well above market. With prices coming well below, with, with our offer well below what they expected, um, they actually just, you know, talked to each other. Well, actually, they talked through, you know, a mediator, and uh, they're not talking very much. Doesn't anymore. seem like probably not. Uh, and one of them is just going to buy it off the other. They said, you know what? At right. this price, might as well just us. I'll just take it. You know, we thought we would get X, but if it's X amount under, right. it's not even worth anymore. Let me just keep it. I can, you know, raise right. my family here and. You know, it, it sucks in our position. We were like, "Whoa, well, we didn't see that yeah. one coming." Yeah, that's, right? like, that's not how you expect to lose a deal. That's not how, <laughs> no ever. And you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, yeah, uh, it's great. The, you know, the client I'm working with on that deal is, is awesome. He's just like, ah, I have no emotional attachment on this. There's yeah. no no emotion on these that's properties. Kind of the you know, on to the next investors. one. Let's just look at another one that's just as yeah. good and, and move forward. Why am I going to care? All right, that was their decision. Does it suck? Sure, we put in the effort in it, but oh well interesting yeah i wonder if this was the this was the strategy to get the the home ownership so listed so high let's watch it fail and then i'm gonna get an appraisal that's like gonna be like a secret back alley appraiser it, it could a be dirty low price i'll give you half of this great it could Snipe. be yeah and that could be it um who knows yeah well you never know yeah in this i mean you can do you can only do your best and Put a, a offer on the table that you you deem is, exactly. is is doable and oh. kind of move from there. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird listings like that popping. Not like that. That's a very unique scenario. But just the like the number of half finished projects, the number of power of sales and estate sales, I guess. But like power of sale, I've, I've never seen so many. At least since I've been in the industry, as a as a ratio of new deals coming to market like in in a i think in a perfect world you have regular volume coming to market to kind of like dilute these out to make it not feel like it's every single property but you can really tell these days when someone bought something in 2020 2021 their only exit strategy was to flip this thing and they're selling it yeah with permits or maybe half gutted just like super forced and it's like a clear like you're losing six figures on this just to get out 
type of deal. Yeah. A lot of those are still. Well, this is this is the issue of buying properties without an exit strategy or a plan B. Multiple exit strategies. Especially if you're looking for a quick flip, which is something that you know I I don't think our brokerage ever really recommends. Is it doable? Yes, and we can help advise that. But our whole play, our whole personal play is to buy and hold long term. term. So as long as even if you are planning for that one, two, three year flip, which is again, it's doable. It's doable. But you just gotta be so super careful and make sure that you know exactly your plan A, B, C, D, because things change. You need a backup. Yeah. So, so things change. Yeah, if you can rent it out and cover most of your costs or, or hold on to it for a couple of years and then do the project or whatever happens, you're going to be way better, well, way more well off than, you know, otherwise going in blind and saying, this is my only opportunity. Everything has to go right or else. What's that trope? Uh, time, time in the market beats timing the market. That's always yes. been my big scare with with flip stuff potentially yeah because your time do i need to exit this and is the exit the only way that i make money what happens when the market turns like right now and i no longer can exit or my exit is going to have me losing money can i hold it until i'm back in a positive position and a lot of these guys are obviously the answer to that question is no uh, I took a single family and converted it into a really nice single family, and I'm going to flip it and sell it to a family who wants to move in. Well, that's not going to work so much these days, or you're yeah. going to do that at a at a big loss when the market's turned. And, and the thing with that is, who knows what's going to happen in six months? Yeah, who knows what's going to happen in a year? The the market they could, could go. They could sell it, and the market high. booms, yeah. and then there was their window. That yeah, they just it, ate their loss. It, right? it could just it, it could happen. It couldn't hold. So we don't know what happened. We didn't. Nobody that I know predicted what happened in the last six months to happen. I don't think anybody was expecting such an aggressive. I think the, the, the pace and how aggressive things were, was the, was the tough part to predict. Yes. I mean, a lot of people knew when you was going it up. Can, and we're back in the booth. We're good. Anyways, booth. um, we were talking about holding power. I think people's ability, holding to hold power. Uh, Oh, so yeah, nobody predicted what would happen. What happened. Uh, in the last six yeah. months, not how, not how crazy, not how, how how sharp it was. I think at the beginning of the year, the Bank of Canada was like, "We're not, like, we're not gonna go crazy raising rates. They're gonna raise rates, but not like super crazy and blow up the economy." And then they boom. blew up the economy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, t- to be honest, I think overall, I mean, we have seen a price reduction of about what twenty percent, roughly. More in some areas. I think. Let, let's say in Toronto, it's you know around twenty percent uh, price deduction of the high, the previous high, which was in the beginning of the year. It's not on average. If you look back last December, it was about twenty percent lower than the high. Yeah. So we're kind of back to where we were. And if you know, again, this is trying to see in the future, which I obviously cannot do and don't do crystal balls here no i am not a warlock i am not a magician (laughs) i am a human and i can't predict that but uh, you know in the next if if things if we can weather the storm and i believe in the last three four months uh, three months or so uh prices have kind of held uh relatively strong they haven't been decreasing like crazy it seems like things are stabilizing and if that could hold for the next you know six months or so um Overall, we did, can kind of stabilize a little it, bit. It, we know they're not going down anytime soon, but at least if they can stabilize, yeah, we, we see a. a and they probably the will go down at some point. Yeah, of course, um, of course. You know, is it going to be next year? I don't know. Is it going to be six months? Is it going to be twelve? Is it going to be two years? There's a lot of like, I mean, the all the the crystal ball guru predictions. You know, there's a lot of it's such a range. Heard oh, a yeah. lot of like first thing in the year. Okay, I don't know if I believe that one a lot. 
middle of the year. Okay, that seems to be where most of the camp lies. Is you know, yeah, Q end of Q two into Q three kind of thing next year, and then a lot of people are like, no, twenty twenty four, not until twenty twenty four. The rates going down. Nobody knows. The people that make these rules up don't know. Uh, so we're just gonna write it out and see, and that all kind of makes the stronger point. Make sure you can carry the property yeah. in the worst case. Make sure if everything goes to shit, you're not forced to sell. You have a strong cash flow, strong base, multiple exit strategies, and you should be in good shape. Even if you're buying today, right? Even if you're buying today, the prices are down, the rents are up. So long as you can find something to hold, hopefully the rates don't go too much higher and people don't get like hit with trigger rates again on mortgages they get today. Um, but that's a whole other prediction cycle. Okay. So yeah, to, to jump into that, the predictions and, it, and statistics. I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up when you were talking about like the stats of kind of where things were going, how things have leveled off. I wanted before we jump into this, just make a note. Be wary early next year. The news is the most like, let's just grab the most negative shit and shove it down your throat, right? Um I think come like February 2023. The news cycle is going to be dark as fuck, just based on like the year over year price change. Oh yeah, because that was the. I mean, we know in in the industry or anyone that even looks at the stats on a month over month basis, we've kind of flatlined now, right? We've kind of hit this hit this low point plateaued at least for now. We don't know where it's going to go, which direction, but things have kind of stabilized. If it stays stable, zero percent change month over month, heading into December or sorry, heading into February, that's a that's a good sign to me. However, what it's going to say is. These year over year, down. These oh year over year price changes are I don't know 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever. Depend, pick and pick a pick a an area, but we know it's already stabilized. But that is going to be like the big negative news catalyst. Who knows what that ends up doing? Uh, and that brings me into your next point of what giving people ammo for negative news. Yeah, negative <laughs> news. This is our uh, you goofed up segment. This is uh what is this? The biggest real estate company in the world, oh, perhaps? I don't know. I don't One know. of the top I mean it's gonna be EXP soon, so it's, who knows? But. It's the it's the most noticeable brand on what is it, Remax? Yeah. They the had a 20, 2023 Canadian housing market outlook. Now I don't I don't know if anybody's seen this. I mean if you're watching this you may have seen this. Yeah. Um it just makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. I don't get it. I don't either. They put, they picked the data and put it in a weird place. They wrote it out in a weird way. It's just uh, wrong. It's I'm, just wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm 90% sure that the data is just wrong or they like pulled and then put it in a weird, it just doesn't it's under the wrong. make a ton of sense. If they kept apples to apples, none of this shit makes sense. It's, okay. Just for reference. Okay. We'll, we'll, uh, in the in the notes on this video, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we'll, we'll you can you can have a link to this this chart if it's still up by then. Maybe we'll just put a screenshot I'll, I'll of it, PDF yeah, it. PDF yeah, PDF it or something because uh, I, I have a feeling they're probably going to change it or at least explain why it's so ridiculous. But in the GTA in this report, the average residential sale price in 2021 in the GTA, what does that say? It's a little far from you. A million. A million. One million eighty six. Yeah, these, these numbers don't make sense even amongst. So that we're looking at the spreadsheet, and these numbers don't make sense amongst themselves even. So we somehow, according to this, average residential sale price in the GTA went from twenty twenty one a million eighty six to twenty twenty two five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, 
what the actual fuck? <laughs> Where is this? I, I know it, it went down, man. But try, I would be breaking out the shovel if this was reality. Now, like, what is this? Did only one bedroom condo that, sell? That's what that's, I was gonna say. The only thing in my mind that makes sense is the the skew of like large single family homes that are worth versus the like every single new build and every listing every, was just a one bed condo. Um, must I, have been no, the only thing that got sold. However, it doesn't even make sense. The the next line doesn't make sense again amongst the data itself. Year over year increase slash decrease. So the year over year increase or decrease, it doesn't really matter which direction, was apparently 11%. If I take $1.1 million yesterday, and I'm at $550,000 today, I don't understand where 11% is. It makes absolute <laughs> no, like, no sense. I, I don't... I don't, I don't get it. But the news cycle is taking clips out of shit like this. The news was talking about this report, which is the most insane thing. And they're like, here's what... Who the, wrote the this biggest... report? A fourth grader? Are you kidding me? You I, couldn't even make sure the stats made sense. I could. I I've been sit, reading graphs for the last ten years easily. I could and sit this my one makes no daughter sense. down in front of an Excel sheet and say she could just do this a bunch, collect a few random numbers and put them into spread in, into different places, and get about as accurate a set of data. As uh, there's another line there that says it's a thirty-seven percent decrease. I think that's in listing year. volume. Yeah, I think that's uh, in the actual actual. Oh, sorry, the number of sales, the total number of sales, which makes sense. That that part actually makes some sense to me. The number of sales across the board, if we look at all of these places from from Durham to Muskoka, Mississauga, London, whatever, it's down in everywhere but Kitchener Waterloo. I don't know much about Kitchener Waterloo, so I'm not going to jump the gun and start judging hood. that data specifically, um, but. Just the, the, I think across the board, we can expect that we had less this? total sales. I, I just, that's the one that boggles my mind. How did, I don't know. Okay, so, so it must have just are, been all condo. What are again, the regions here? Okay, so there's, there's Durham, sense. Grand Bend. That's real expensive. GTA, Halberton, Hamilton, Burlington, Kingston, Kitchener, Waterloo. What was that? Lakelands West. Kitchener, Waterloo got. London, Ontario, well. Mississauga, Muskoka. And by all of those, yeah, the average like, sale London. price in the GTA was significantly lower than every single one other than Kitchener-Waterloo, which it was tied with. Yeah, that makes every, no sense. Every single other place. In You're our- telling me in Durham, <laughs> the average sale price was higher? Well, there's less condos. You're telling me in London, Ontario? London's doing great. At, in uh, Mississauga? London, actually, London and Toronto, according to the, uh, the GTA, sorry, according to this, the 2021 and 2022 numbers basically flipped. flipped. So London was in the sixes. And somehow London is 1.15. Congrats in to London, all you London investors. <laughs> what? London guys are killing it, apparently. I don't know. This, I mean, I think they probably are. These statistics, good, like, it, it, it makes a, me scratch my head. I don't, the, I don't yeah. get, I need somebody, I need the person who wrote this to sit me down and be like, okay, this is what I was this thinking. This is how I came. This is actually, or they need to come out and say this was a mistake. I don't know. I don't get it. it like, that, Or you, I, I don't know. Maybe there's just, like, a waiting to this especially again i'm gonna go back to the gta one but like you need to call out a weight of maybe you don't but like this this number could only be one bed condos it can they're if, like if that that's like that's but if that's an average but that's like one bed condos that's, that's in the last few months is maybe, like a one bed condo this month in not prime locations so maybe gta like what are you what are you considering gta is that the only thing that's selling is it like it's not we know it's oh, not. <laughs> i don't know 
I'm confused. It's got me second guessing. If you want to watch a video about this too, I think Sam, Sam just posted Sam one on post Elevate's uh, YouTube page. Yeah. So go check that out. She yeah. she kind of goes in on on it as well. And, There's a little and bit more detail, detail about this specific report yeah. and why it's. Uh, we don't have all the, the facts behind it, so maybe maybe just, she'll be a little bit uh, uh, better off and uh, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a better better reference point than. It's just, uh, it's just silly, and that kind of all stems back to just. Focus on fundamentals. Ignore the news, like especially this news. News based on these trash news. <laughs> trash news based on BS stats. Uh, like, who wrote that? Report? People are gonna Come grab. On. Come on. The news is gonna grab whatever negative stat they can. They're gonna put that as a headline. Do you think? And it's gonna be like we create a bogus report. <laughs> no one listens to the elevate. Elevate. Just put it on your elevate report. and be like, Maybe. "This is what's happening in London, Ontario." Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've got a jet. Okay. So we should... Uh, we'll wrap it up. We should end on yelling at people about their dumb stats. Um, maybe we're the dumb ones and we don't understand may- it. Maybe we're missing all these 550 deals. I don't I don't know where they are. <laughs> I do. And I kind of... Where? In a condo somewhere? In a condo in, like 45 like minutes North out York? from the... <laughs> not from, even? Not like even. That's like the lo- lowest purchase price you're going to find. I don't even think the condos in like York region are that cheap. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe uh, we're just garbage and we're missing all of the I don't amazing think that's 550k right. no, we're, deals. No. We need great. to find a new industry. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk to you next time after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we have more rants for you on the... Spiro and Phil. Phil and Spiro. That's it. That's the whole name. Goodbye. See you.